welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast about podcasting, which you can find online at goodstuff.fm slash smym, or on Twitter at smym underscore fm. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I've got Ruben Ingber. He's the host of How to Hold a Pencil, a podcast talking about how to start doing things, how to learn how to do stuff, people who are learning how to do things for the first time. We talk about uh, podcast ad sales, sponsorship difficulties, I'm wondering about if there's people out there who want to learn how to be a podcast ad salesperson, the Don Draper or Peggy Olson of 2015. And we also, of course, cover what gear Ruben uses in the podcasts he listens to. All right, enjoy the show. Here's my chat with Ruben. No, I, I've listened to a couple episodes. I'm subscribed. Sometimes I don't listen to them, though. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing with uh, with lots of interview shows, actually, where it's like, uh, that doesn't sound that interesting, or that person doesn't yeah. sound interesting, or whatever. Make a judgment yeah, call based some, on their photo. <laughs> uh, some, uh, sometimes I have to uh, declare what I call podcast bankruptcy. Um, yeah. And it's like, I have too many in my queue. I'm marking everything as played, and I'm starting from scratch. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can appreciate that. What yeah. uh, I'm trying to think, no, what what would be something just in terms of for this would be in the show now, but like for listeners when they're thinking about if they're doing an interview show like I am, you as a we'll yeah. just do a random on the spot interview with a podcast listener first, and then we'll switch to your role as a podcaster. But what is something that you look for when you see like a guest on an interview show of like, um, oh, I think I'll listen to that, or it's worth me listening to that even if I don't necessarily recognize the name or something like that, or what's there are some shows. There are some shows that I listen to uh, that are pretty much exclusively because of the person hosting the show. Um, right. So like, it doesn't matter who it is. The yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. Like Debbie Millman, like is a fantastic interviewer, and I she like pulls out great stories all the time on Design Matters, um, and she, it's just interesting to listen to. It's sort of like, uh, you know, people who read the New Yorker every week. Uh, they don't care what's actually in it every week, but they like the writers and they know that that writer is going to provide something back to them, even if it's on a topic that they didn't think they cared about. Right. And so that idea of like getting yourself, you as the host in, in that case, like your show is also an interview show. And so yeah. getting your ho- you yourself having enough character and opinions and, and uh, I guess depth that you're not just at it asking wooden questions, the same questions every time, et cetera, makes it interesting. Yeah. 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 I think like there are some people who there are some interview shows and I think mine's one of them where it's sort of like you're asking you're looking to get a story from the interviewee or the guest, I guess you could say. Um, But you're using the same questions, but the story that they're providing back uh, is new. Um, And I think that's fresh. But like Design Matters, I see it as the show where like she pieces together this story that nobody else could piece together. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to add that. We'll get to uh, the, the podcast you listen to later on in the show, but that's, uh, we'll come back to that one. I'm, I'm assuming you obviously listen to it. So yeah, <laughs> that'll be one of them anyways. I'm actually like looking through my list of everything I listen to now. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to take forever to go through. <laughs> I'm not going to name them all. You'll go crazy. Right. Yeah. Try to keep up. Um, well, take me back to what was the first podcast you listened to? Like, do you remember sort of your introduction to the world of podcasting? Not necessarily as a recording on the so, side, but listening. I mean, I guess the first podcast, quote unquote, that I listened to um, 
and more watched. It was a video podcast uh, with uh, uh, Kevin Rose and Alex Albrecht, uh, and it was the Dig Show. Oh yeah, uh, I don't remember if that was actually what it was called, but Dignation. Uh, I think it was called Dignation. Yeah. Yes, Dignation. Yeah. And I started watching that online on like Twit TV or whatever it was on, and uh, it was great. And then I think when I got the iPhone, I started listening to more podcasts just in general. Um, and then like over the past couple of years, I've just like exploded. And like it's I used to read on the subway uh, and now I just listen to podcasts on the subway most for the most part, um, which has really hurt my actual reading time. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <coughs> and is it uh, yeah, is it something where you. Do you multitask while you're listening to a podcast? Uh, sometimes. I uh, The other time I listen to podcasts is uh, while I'm washing dishes. So I find washing dishes to be very like they're almost therapeutic to like you're like sitting there doing this like one task. You have to do it. Um, and the only other thing I could do while doing it is listen to podcasts. So there are many times where I'll like set up a speaker like on the shelf that's above my uh, sink and I'm just like sitting there washing dishes, listening to podcasts Um you know, and it's, it's really a great time, but I don't really multitask when I, like, I can't, I'm a web developer, so I can't like be coding a website and listening to a podcast at the same time. Oh, interesting. Cause yeah. I like, yeah, some people say they can, um, but for me that just becomes background noise and I don't feel like I'm actually listening. Um, and I like to actually listen. So if I'm walking, I'll listen or some, I've tried listening while running, um, with m- mixed success, uh, sort of, uh, it's it's hard to ru- it's hard to run and listen to a podcast and process at the same time, and especially when I'm running, I try to lose myself in the run, um, and uh, you really can't lose yourself while listening to a podcast because you're uh, you're trying to think about what the person's talking about and the interview and the questions and what do you like, what do you not like, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I do the same thing with dishwashing. I I can't say I'm doing anything with running regardless of podcast <laughs> right now <laughs> but no the dishwashing too it's it's a nice i actually in some ways kind of look forward to having dishes to wash at that i mean it's get the kids to bed or whatever and then wash some dishes for a bit and put a podcast on and stick it up in the plates up near my ears or whatever and, and <laughs> exactly yeah uh, yeah i uh i live in a small new york city apartment with my fiance and uh we don't have a dishwasher uh, but she has one and it's me. Um, <laughs> so I do the dishes and it's really a great time for me to sort of just listen to podcasts or sometimes listen to other things, but most times it's podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I can, yeah, even walking and stuff, I find sometimes it's, you're kind of, because I think you're listening to a conversation between two people. It, I don't know if somehow it feels weird, um, to have this conversation going on in your head that other people around you aren't aware of or something. I don't know. And that's sort of yeah, processing never- or whatever. I've never thought of it that way, uh, but now I'm going to be so subconscious of, <laughs> as I'm as I'm sitting on the subway in silence and right. I'm like listening to this conversation and people are like, "What? What is this guy nodding his head to?" <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst when you're listening to something funny and you start laughing, I guess, and then it's not just yeah. A, but I <laughs> I travel on the near, I travel on the New York City subway, so me laughing to myself is the least weird right. thing happening. <laughs> That's true, I guess. <laughs> Very true. That's, uh, I could see that. Um, okay, so when what was the your sort of foray into podcasting? What uh, sort of getting behind the mic, as it were? For sure. So I I've been listening to a lot of these like tech shows, whether it was uh, uh, Happy Monday or uh, 
dorm room tycoon, the East Wing, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, all these people are getting to talk to really interesting people and I want to talk to them. And I had this idea for a podcast and I'm a self-taught developer and I had an idea of wanting to talk to people who were learning or who had been self-taught or who taught themselves something within development, uh, development and design in particular. Um, and I'd read a bunch of books about people who are self-taught in the past couple of years and I was like, this is like an audience. Like I'm not alone. I know there's tons of people like me outside. Um, so I had this idea and then I was at uh, a conference called Brooklyn Beta uh, and the CEO of <clears throat> of Airbnb gave a talk um, in which he handed out paper to everyone and he asked us, he asked everyone there to like write down uh, an idea that they had at the top of the page and then three steps that they could take in the next like 48 hours to make it happen. Um, and I wrote the idea for, I wrote How to Hold a Pencil because that's the name of my podcast and uh, which the name has a decent story too. And uh, they then the three steps were it was like one book a guest to uh, sign up for Simplecast, which is where I host my show or the files for my show. And I don't remember the third one. I have a piece of paper someplace lying around um, in my house. Um, and I uh, I I took the first step actually as I was leaving Brooklyn Beta. I ran into a guy by the name of Josh Long. And I said to him, I said, Hey, I'm going to start this podcast. Would you be a guest on the show? And he was like, sure. Um, and I, I mean, we didn't set a date or anything else like that, but like having that, uh, catalyst was sort of like gave me the go-to to sort of build the site and to start doing it. And then once I started recording and, uh, once I started recording, it became this thing of more people were listening to my podcast than had ever read a blog post of mine or, liked something of mine on Facebook minus my birthday. Um, <laughs> so I was like, this is awesome. This is like, I have an audience. I have, you know, I have, you know, a certain number of people listening to me every week and it just become this thing that I keep doing. And, uh, I have a bunch of episodes right now that I'm editing that I'm going to release over the next couple of weeks. And I'm really excited for that. And, uh, I'm started this new thing called the journal, um, with the show, which is basically like little, uh, short posts, short episodes, like, uh, 10 ish minutes and they're like my blog posts and I get to talk to people about awesome things that I care about in the world that I'm in. So most recently I was looking for a job and I talked about that and it was a really great experience. And so many people have emailed me back being like, Hey, that was really helpful, you know, or, Oh, Hey, I have this question and I'm, I'm able to provide this back to people. Nice. Yeah. That's, I, I was going to ask you about the, I noticed the, uh, your two episodes in sort of on the journal side of things. Uh, part of your podcast are you just including it as part of the regular feed for people like it's, yeah it's, it's all it either the, way. It, it's all on the same feed um i'm trying to <clears throat> i'm trying to get on this like tuesday thursday release schedule um some weeks are better than others uh <laughs> uh but I'm, I'm considering actually outsourcing some of the editing of my podcast uh it's a new it's an idea that i've had in my head and i've been talking to a few people about it and uh I think it's something I want to do just because it'll make life easier if I could just like record it and then give it to somebody else to edit. Um, cause listening to yourself back and editing yourself is like the worst. Um, <laughs> and I want the quality yeah. be, quality to be good. So like when I first started, I was just recording, um, and releasing the show. I was recording using Skype call recorder, popping the single track into, into, uh, into garage band. Maybe I'd edit, I'd like edit out if, uh, if like I needed to stop and re-record something because like the Skype connection went down or something, um, I'd add the intro music, the outro music, but I recorded everything in like one take. So it'd be like, I'd record the hello, welcome to the 23rd episode of Battle of the Pencil, blah, 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 blah. 
uh, today I have with me so and so, and then I'd go right into the interview, and like they would listen to that whole like that whole intro, which was good and it was easy. Uh, it definitely made my life easier, but uh, the quality you get out of like splitting it into two tracks and editing a little bit and getting rid of the coughs or getting rid of the you know I live in New York City, so getting rid of the the siren coming down the block is like really nice. Um, and I think in the podcast world now, um, even though like I'm definitely not on any you know way, shape or form at a scale of, you know, huge, but in order for you to stand out, your quality needs to be good. Um, because there's so many podcasts nowadays, like it's becoming this thing where like anybody could start a broadcast, uh, anybody can start a podcast today. Like anybody could have started a blog, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and so you need to figure out a way to separate yourself. And if you're not editing, like I listen to some podcasts where I'm like, there's all this background noise or the audio isn't loud enough. So I can't hear it when I'm on the subway or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, I end up not listening to that show anymore. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough. Cause it's a, I know for a lot of podcasters, it's a, this is a hobby. It's a thing they do for fun. And so sometimes it's like, well, why should I bother? Cause I don't have time or busy. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, well, if you're putting it out there, you're probably hoping people are going to listen. So maybe spending an extra half hour, even just polishing it up or whatever before you it's kind of like you know like you said with blog posting back in the day you know the difference of just spell checking and reading it over once or twice before you hit publish instead of just throwing it out in the world with mistakes and grammar errors and whatever and uh and yeah like there's there is a sort of a baseline now of like expectation that you know it's it's going to be decent audio decent levels decent yeah sound and you I, know and i think getting to that decent level like there's a big difference in the in the listener experience, but it's an easy thing for the podcaster to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm I'm by no means an audio expert. Um, anybody that I know who podcasts is not an audio engineer by trade, and uh, we're all upping the ante just a little bit, and it's making the difference. Um, so yeah, yeah. Have you have you looked into somebody as far as editing people editing that you yeah, want to recommend talking, or talk about or just or not yet? I talked to uh, I talked to Aaron Dowd. I think it's the podcastdude.com. Um, and he does this pretty much exclusively and he does a ton of shows. Um, and we talked a little bit, but we haven't, we haven't nailed anything down. Um, but he's the only person I've spoken to really. Mm. Yeah. I was going to recommend or, or mention him if, if you had, <laughs> yes, yeah. he was a guest on this show, I think back way back in when it started anyways. And, uh, and he was just getting started doing that. So before he was, yeah, the podcast dude, I mean, I, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming he'd be great. And, uh, uh, from you know the shows I've listened to, it's just uh, I was I had sponsors for a while on the show for about three months. I had three or four months. I had booked a bunch of sponsors and it was great. And I had some money coming in from the show. And uh, now I don't because I uh, doing sponsorship sales is like a lot of work. That as a hobbyist, it doesn't really have a doesn't really help me at all. Uh, well, I mean, it helped a little bit, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. the amount of effort that goes like uh, anybody who does sponsorships for podcasts knows that like there's a lot of effort into getting sponsors um, and it's a lot of work. And I just wasn't it was for me, it was taking the fun out of podcasting. And I see podcasting as something I do for fun, not something I'm doing for a career. Um, so it, it became not worth it or I don't want to say not worth it because it was, I mean, I was making some good, I was making some good money and, uh, not, not anything crazy, but I was making enough where it was like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, but I just didn't have the time or the energy to do it. Maybe I will again, uh, soon. But if I were to, if I did have sponsors again, I would definitely start paying someone to edit full time. 
Yeah, and that's where like sponsorship is something that I think often people in podcasting sort of mistake for anything, something other than being a sales job, a sales position. Like you're, and sales is kind of maybe sometimes a dirty word amongst web developers, or you know, if you got your day job is to do that, you don't handle the client work or the client relation yeah. stuff. It kind of feels like the part of the job that you don't, you didn't get into this to do, and same thing with podcasting. And but it is, yeah, it's I mean, a sales it, thing, it's a it's, relationship. It's it's all sales, it's relationship, and like. At first, like people are really into it and they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll sponsor. We'll do a week. We'll do a month or whatever it might be. And my sponsorship rates at the time weren't anything crazy. You know, I wasn't asking for major, major money, but uh, it just became one of those things where I felt that the effort, the amount of work that I had to do, like I would send out, you know, two dozen emails to different people and be like, all right, if I get one response, that's going to be great. In the first couple of weeks that was happening, I was getting a response and I was booking out like six weeks in advance. It was great. But then I had to sort of like, I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's like I said, it's a lot of work. And, uh, um, oh, and well, speaking of sponsors, let's take a sponsor. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Good segue. And after, after the break, we'll, you can cover, uh, what you, you alluded to the story behind the name of your show. We'll talk about that and a few other things as well, obviously, but, uh, new sponsor here at Good Stuff for this this month or this these few weeks, anyways, here is Jort Calendar, which is your personal organizer. It's spelled J-O-R-T-E. And Jort is the easy way to get started using and has many features for advanced users who want a personal organizer, a personal calendar. On iPhone or iPad, Jort can sync with the default iOS calendar, Google Calendar, or Jort Cloud. You can keep your calendar in sync across your devices with the cloud services you prefer. If you don't have an iPhone, don't worry. Jort is available on Android as well. If you're concerned about privacy, maybe you don't want to give your stuff to the cloud, no problem. Jort can be used as a standalone app and doesn't require you to sync with the cloud to use it as your daily organizer. Jort is developed by a small team based in Japan, and it's focused primarily on calendaring, and they'd love for you to give Jort a try. If you prefer flexibility and customization options, Jort is the calendar for you with daily, weekly, monthly, and vertical views, along with a variety of icons and themes that are available. Jort is a calendar that you should check out. If you, uh, they put this in the copy that, and I have a hard time saying because it's not, uh, I don't speak uh, Japanese and uh, Jort has uh, icon sets and themes to make your calendar uh, kawaii is what they say. K-A-W-A-I-I is how he spelt it in English, super cute. So <laughs> there's all sorts of all sorts of icons and themes and stuff you can use to customize your calendar if you like, and uh, you can search for it in the App Store or on Google Play. It's spelled J O R T E, or you can use the URL bit.ly/goodstuffcalendar to check it out today. Our thanks to Jart Calendar for sponsoring. Show me your mic and goodstuff.fm. So very which, cool. Yeah, the I was going to say with uh, just talking about sponsorship, that's a, a thing where um, sometimes you have sponsors who come to you and are seeking you out because they see your network or your podcast or whatever. And other times, like with Jorts, they did seek us out, but there's a back and forth that takes a while. And that's maybe something, again, people that aren't really, they think maybe it's like, I'll put up a sponsor page. Sponsors will just like hit the button and say, yes, I want to sponsor, yeah, send a check they, and then send the copy and you're done. And then you go spend your money on new mics or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> it requires a lot of work. Um, and it's, it's an, it, it was tiring. And like I said, like podcasting for me is meant to be fun. Like it wasn't meant to be a business at all. Um, mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, would I love to like join a network of te- you know, network of shows and like be a part of something where like I am bringing in some, you know, a little bit of money from it? Yeah, that'd be great. But for a one man shop, like it's just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I toss and turn with the cost benefit on that all the time. Yeah. Well, and it's like you said, like for, even for myself, I find I'm, I'm good at that. I've done sales before. I'm not amazing at sales and I, I can do it, but it also is something where it takes away from the reason I got into this just in terms of time of like, I wanted to do podcasting. That's why I got into this. I didn't get into this to be sales guy or salesperson or whatever. And so <laughs> it is that thing of like, you can, I have, I enjoy the dialogue back and forth, like with George or whatever, the Kevin, there's a great guy and we're dialoguing back and forth on, on how it'll work and arranging stuff. And it's all good conversations, but then yeah, you spend that much time to, and you're not actually doing the podcasting part of things. And so just the balance of, of how you do that. And I keep thinking and saying, even like with good stuff, like within our personal discussion, internal discussions, like there's gotta be people who are love sales and would love to be involved in podcasting, but don't necessarily have to be an on the mic podcast person. And you know, I big, agree with you. Yeah. Big companies like uh, mid roll or whatever, obviously have sales guys, salespeople. I keep using sales guys, but salespeople who work there and are, have nothing to do with podcasting at all. They just know how to sell ad space. And that's true at that level, but there's gotta be just like, you know, you and I are amateur or hobbyist podcasters. There's gotta be sort of <laughs> amateur yeah. hobbyist salespeople that would, well, it's like sort of like they're like, there are people who you go to, like if you, if you need a copywriter, there's like all different people that provide all different services. Like, I feel like there's an opening for like people who like are good at it and like want to be involved in shows and like want to be involved in this community. And they're like, Oh, I can sell podcast ads. Like that could be my business. Yeah. If somebody came to you and was like, I will sell the ad space on your show. Um, for X percent, I'd be like done. Right. Tell me what to do. Like do it. It'd be great. And like, there are a couple of people who are doing it. Like I know like, uh, I think Dan Benjamin has like a side project or maybe it's his full business that's outside of five by five that's uh, doing, I think it's Archer Avenue, like doing podcast ad sales, but he's at a totally different level with that than for most shows and from what I gather. Um, So like you need somebody, I think what you need is you need somebody who's like willing to say, okay, I'm going to sell ads. I can get, you know, this is the rate you want to get. I'll try to do it. If I can't, like, we'll figure something out and we'll maybe need to change your rate or whatever it needs to be. But I think there's an opening for that as a business. Yeah. So somebody, somebody please go out and start that business for <laughs> me. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. And that's where uh, I know like previous guest of this show, Lex Friedman started doing that and then basically got hired or, or started working with mid roll. So you, you can kind of work your way up that way, I guess, as well, if you want. But um, yeah, and Archer Avenue and stuff. That It tends to be like, yeah, there's that, the tier where you can actually make good money at it kind of leaves everybody who's in this sort of hobby role world behind yeah, pretty I, quickly. Yeah, I feel like you need to be at, uh, you know, for you to be, for you to get onto one of these, like, not networks, but onto one of these ad people, so mid-roll or whatever, um, you, you need to be at, like, 5,000 plus listeners per episode, which sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. Um, like, I'm not there yet, I wish. Um, but, uh, uh it's one of those things where I think there's a, I think there's a space for, there's an opening in the space for smaller shows to get advertising to, yeah, to get quality advertising. I'm not talking about like, uh, there's like some advertising on podcasts that I'm like, this has nothing to do with it. Like, obviously I would only talk about, I would only work with an advertiser that I want to endorse their product, like that I either believe in the brand or whatever it might be. Um, that's just my personal thing. And I think that's a, 
better sell like when like when serial you know the podcast serial had mailchimp or as they like to call mailchimp the uh <laughs> on there is like the the people behind serial like believed in the brand of mailchimp as much as mailchimp believed in the idea of serial so it was this sort of i think it it's a better sales pitch mm-hmm. than like this episode is brought to you by wonder bread and you're like <laughs> who likes wonder bread you know what i'm saying like yeah. like i want like when you guys did jort calendars or you guys use uh i know you guys had a, an email sponsor for a while on on uh yeah. good stuff um you know like you guys believe that brand believed in you you believed in that brand and it's a sort of symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. yeah exactly and i think i think it comes out comes through to listeners too yeah so basically there's we need like the Aaron Dowd of of sales podcast sales yes. so if you're out there if you're out touch. there you could you could email me at hello at how to hold a pencil.com today yeah <laughs> or come talk to us at good stuff too because we I'm sure we could work something out but for sure um but yeah because especially sales like that like again like, like I was saying it's it's a pretty easy to do like well if you bring us a thousand dollars, you'll get two hundred of that, or whatever the percentage yeah. works out to be, and and obviously you figure out the scale and how that all works. So maybe there's somebody out there doing this to great success that we, it, you know, it's a big world. Obviously, the internet's yeah, pretty big, sure. and so uh, if there is somebody out there or people who are out there doing something like that, I'd love no, to. No, and I I think that like in this whole thing is like you can like let's say they had five. This person had five shows that were like all like, you know, smaller shows, but uh, together they add up. Yeah. And you sell them as like a package. Like you guys, I know the whole network is sponsored by Jort, you know, like yeah. it's great. So they're getting advertising on, you know, a dozen shows. Yeah. Not quite, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. I know what you mean. It's, it's better for them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they get the variety of people, different listener, different demographics, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So the, the name of your show, what was the, what's the background be, behind the name? So I, uh, I've always said for like, or I've been saying for a long time that I think it's amazing for that kids get to experience things for the first time. Um, so whether that's like all of a sudden discovering that the sky is blue or grass is green or whatever it is, or they get to learn things that like we take for granted. Um, and so my, uh, my fiance comes home from babysitting, uh, and she's dead. She's telling me about this, about the kid and whatnot. And she says, uh, I had to keep showing the kid how to hold a pencil or how to hold the crayon because they were coloring. And she kept saying how to hold a crayon, how to hold a crayon. Like every time they would hold it wrong. And, and then finally they got it. And then I, it, I don't know how it happened, but it just clicked for me that I was like, wait a minute, learning how to hold a pencil is something that like we all take for granted. Um, and it's something that it's a natural thing once you're older, but it's something you learned. It's something that everybody learned and everybody had to learn it. Um, and I thought that that was a great way to title my show. It's that you you're doing something that you're learning how to do, and eventually you're going to take it for granted that you know how to do this. But you're learning it now, and you need to you need that help to get through it. And that's sort of how it came about. And I thought it was a it's a it's a short story, but I think it's a it's a it's a fun metaphor. And the title seems and the title seems to be good. Yeah, it's it works and it's great. And yeah, it does does a great job of sort of explaining. Unless someone takes it literally, obviously, then they might be disappointed that it's not just every... <laughs> well, actually, there's a funny story. So if you Google how to hold a pencil, there's actually a ton of sites um, that teach you how to hold a pencil. Right. Um, <laughs> and so 
I was at Brooklyn Beta and I was talking to Dan Mall, who uh, he's the host of the Businessology Show and does a ton of stuff. Um, but he he and I were talking and I mentioned this and he's like, you have to put an FAQ page on your website about how to actually hold a pencil. <laughs> um, and it's something I've been thinking about doing and I want to do it. I just haven't had the I haven't had time to like really come up with a like fun way to do this. But I'm going to like shoot a video or something where I teach people actually how to hold a pencil and put it on the site just because I think it'd be funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And maybe it'll help my SEO a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Can't hurt, that's for sure. So for sure. You could have the different styles, the flavors, maybe artisanal yeah, like pencil holding. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like like how to hold a colored pencil instead of just a regular pencil, like if you're coloring with it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so let's talk, uh, you mentioned before you're using Simplecast for hosting and stuff, hosting your files and stuff. Um, talk a bit of the, the gear and the tech that you're using to publish and record how to hold for sure pencil. so i have a blue yeti microphone um that was really nicely given to me by gary vaynerchuk oh, nice. uh, <laughs> he one day he posted one of those tweets like what can i do to help you and i really wanted a mic but i like wasn't ready to go out and spend a hundred bucks on one and i i tweeted back and i'm like i really use a microphone for my podcast and he sent me a message back, me like, "What type of mic do you want?" And I sent him. This was the one I said I wanted. And then, like four days later, it shows up in the mail. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> That's the like, best mic origin story I think I've gotten in eighty-two episodes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he uh, he he does this like pretty frequently, where he like asks people, "What do you what do you need?" And like you see these stories on like Huffington Post that like Gary Vaynerchuk sent a hamburger to a random person in Idaho and Gary Vaynerchuk sent a laptop to a college student, whatever it might be. Um, and I was like, you know, might as well try. You got to be in it to win it. And uh, <laughs> he hooked me up and uh, I've actually met him once since then. And it's, it's, you know, it's like our funny story that I like to tell people. Nice. Um, so yeah, I record with that. I use Skype call recorder to record both sides of the conversation. I don't, at one point I was asking uh, my guests to record their side and send me the file. And I did like two episodes like that. And I just, it, it, the quality wasn't, the quality of the recording wasn't that much better where I was like, Oh, this is like worth my time and my list, my recorder, my guests time. Like if I was recording a show that it was me and somebody else at the same time, like all the time, like it was the same two co-hosts and we were just talking back and forth uh, then I'd probably do that because it's like you do that as a system. But uh, ever since since I'm recording a different person every week, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and you're often then at the mercy sort of of their schedule if they have to like run off right away or exactly get the show to you or something, and then you're stuck sort of waiting. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've been editing with Adobe Audition for a little bit now because uh, somebody recommended it to me. Um, Somebody recommended Adobe Audition to me, and I, I said, "All right, I'll try it out." But most of the time, I was been editing GarageBand. It does it does the trick, um, and that's yeah, and that's kind of my setup. I you know I have a pair of headphones I listen to as I record with, and uh, I record, I edit uh, pretty quickly, um, and then I post to Symbolcast. My website's hosted with SiteLeaf, which is another. It's a small CMS. Uh, because I wanted to learn it, so I used that for it. Um, and Simplecast uh, sends your stuff right to iTunes, so that works out real great. And that's kind of it. I ask people when they're recording with me if they have a microphone or a setup that they like to use for podcasting, great. If they don't, uh, just a pair of earbuds with a built-in microphone works like really great for the quality I'm looking to get. Um, and that's kind of the setup. Nice. 
I prop my microphone up on three little books that I have so that it's at a better height. <laughs> um, and that's it. I mean, I'd like to upgrade eventually to like something more expansive, but this seems to be good. Yeah. And it's again, just like we were saying before, you'd sort of go with the level you're at and always make baby steps or whatever to improve as you go. But, uh, Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, once I have a bigger space, like right now my desk is in my living room uh, and it's kind of small, but once I have a bigger space, I'd love to have like my microphone on a boom arm. So like it's always set up and I don't have to like take it from wherever it is and pull it out and it's always hooked up. I'd, I'd much rather that. But outside of that, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll have to ask you for, I'll get you uh, get you to send me a photo, which we'll put in the show notes. If, if Yeah, I actually me. took one uh, on my phone and I'll send it over to you. Nice. So folks can check that out. It's uh, goodstuff.fm slash SMYM slash 82 is where this episode will reside. And uh, and actually, it's funny you mentioned Slightly. If that's something I know uh, fellow Good Stuff podcaster Kyle Roderick messes around with as well as we've just been chatting about it. And he uses that as well just to. Yeah, it's really a great little CMS. Uh, there's they're, The company's in Brooklyn, and uh, it's just simple and it's easy to work with. So I like it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to the the podcast that you listened to. You mentioned you had uh, an extensive, expansive yeah. list, but uh, we won't go for half an hour on that. But what, <laughs> what? for sure. Um, so I listened to I I listened to a bunch, uh, and I subscribe to a lot. Uh, but I don't listen to everything that I subscribe to every week because sometimes you just gotta declare bankruptcy, as I like to say. Um, so I listen to. Uh, I just started listening to The Art of Charm, which is a you know a men's advice thing. It's sort of like GQ, but but in podcast form. Um, I listen to Design Matters with Debbie Millman, who is one of the greatest interviewers I think in podcasting. Um, I listen to Developer T. Listen to the Gently Mad uh, by Adam Clark. I listen to Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots uh, by the guys at Thoughtbot. <laughs> um, I listen Great to Go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I listen to Go Fork Yourself with Andrew Zimmer, which is a better title. <laughs> um, I listen to the Jeff Rubin Jeff Rubin Show sometimes. Uh, it's pretty funny. He uh, he's from College Humor. Uh, it's a pretty good show, and they have like ran like really random topics like they talked about water parks for an entire episode it was great um i recently got into meteor development so i'm listening to meteor club and the meteor podcast um i'm skipping some right now there are others i listen to and i'll i'll give you a full list for your show notes but (laughs) um i listen to the sean west podcast um it's great sometimes his episodes are really long but um they're usually worth listening to uh, Slate's working podcast is great if you like learning about random careers. Uh, the Tim Ferriss show, also really good. Sometimes really long, but really good. Uh, the Weekly Briefly with Sean Blanc. Sean Blanc. <clears throat> the Whiskey Topic. Uh, I love a good glass of whiskey, so I really enjoy that. 99% Invisible. Uh, it is so good. I love listening to it. Um, the Alton Brown cast. Build and Launch by Justin Jackson. Burnt Toast. The Disney Story Origins podcast is really good. The East Wing, which I'm sure your listeners know well. The Freelance Web. Here's the thing with Alec Baldwin. My own podcast. <laughs> um, of course. Well, you have to test it if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, Reply All by Gimlet. Uh, the new company started by uh, Alex Bloomberg. Uh, so good. 
serial I listen to. Obviously, I don't really. If there's anybody out there that doesn't listen to that, I'm shocked. Um, the slate slate's whistle stop is all about politics and like and like U.S. history and political history, and I just think it's fun. Uh, the start by Patrick Johnson, who is also a fantastic show. Startup podcast, style guide podcast, This American Life, This Is Your Life with Michael Hyatt, Web Friends, uh, and Working Out. Um, and I skipped a few, but th- those are the ones I, I try to get through them all every week, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it just doesn't. There's, I, my commute isn't that long. Like it's Tuesday, and I already, I still have, I have like one, two, I have like, f- six from last week that I didn't listen to three from the week before that, that I'm like, Oh, I want to listen to this, but I just haven't had the time to. Um, and I'll probably in the next couple of days, like clean out and be like, all right, not listening to you, not listening to you. Um, also the other one, there's one other that I just started to use. It's called pod runner, uh, P O D R U N N E R. And it's just music, but it's a music podcast. And all they do is give you a, uh, uh, beats per minute. So like this week's is 125. Um, and it's good for running too. And I've started using it when I run. Um, and it's like a different mix every time. Uh, it's kind of interesting. They have an app too, um, which I might check out, but the podcast is pretty cool too. So that's an interesting idea. Yeah. It, when I heard about it, I was like, Oh, I should check this out. Cool. What app do you use to listen to podcasts? I use overcast, um, simply because I like smart speed. Um, and I I was using Instacast for a long time before that. Um, and then Marco Arment came out with this. And since I loved Instapaper, I was like, and I used to love Tumblr. I said, well, anything he releases, I'm probably going to like. So I downloaded it and I bought like I bought the expansion without like without thinking. And smart speed is like the greatest thing ever to have in podcasts. <laughs> Does he still was the, I forget. It's been a while since I played with that app. Does he have that like this is how much time you've saved thing in it or he, something else? Uh, if he does, I have never seen that, but oh, okay. now I'm going to look for it. <laughs> I can't, maybe I, I might be mixing up with, I know text expander, the app has that where it shows you like, this is how many letters you've saved yourself from typing or whatever. Oh, but, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But if he does, that's pretty cool because it's probably saved me a boatload of time. I listen to everything at at least one and a half times, one and a half speed. Cause some people speak incredibly slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and I might speak too fast, but some people speak incredibly slowly. <laughs> well, that's it's where it's uh, – I know there's running jokes with other podcasters about how they are upset if somebody doesn't listen to one X or whatever. But I think that's what's great about podcasting as a medium so far anyways. Hopefully nothing changes like this, but where you know, just like uh, TV and stuff and videos are now finally becoming kind of like – user controlled, not corporation controlled. Yeah. Like I don't, like there was this whole like hubbub about like people listening to podcasts faster than they're, than they're recorded. I'm like, who cares? What's yeah. the big deal? That's when I, <laughs> when I, when these articles came up in my RSS feed and there was like this big debate in the podcast world, like what is the optimal speed to listen to your podcast on? And I was like, <laughs> what are you people talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like who cares if I want to listen to it? What? Like, Nobody, if somebody's listening to my podcast at 3x, I'm like, you can do that. You're not going to hear anything. It's going to sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks, and that's fine. Yeah. If that's what you want, if that's the experience you want, knock yourself out. But like, it doesn't affect me as a podcaster. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, if they want to, if they want to, they do, and they 
Yeah, it's, 3x is a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the, the max I can get to, usually I have it in, like my default settings in Overcast, I think are, I'm like afraid that if I click something, I'm going to like start a podcast <laughs> and you're going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> uh, here we go. Effects. So my default is just below 2, which usually is uh, just below 2x, which usually brings it to about like 1.7 something. Um and it's a pretty good speed. Sometimes I'm listening and I'm like, wow, this sounds really robotic and I have to change it um, because the people talk too fast or whatever it was so that the smart speed is, is not being smart enough. Right. Yeah. Like music and stuff often it sort of gets a yeah. little goofy with sometimes. Yeah. So like there, I used to listen to this sh- show about fish um, and like they play clips from concerts and they would talk about it. Um, and you couldn't use smart speed on that because then it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he has like a per show setting, right? You can have yeah, you could change per, it. You could change it per show, and yeah, which is nice. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, where can folks uh, find you, follow you, all that the internet stuff? That awesome. People... So I'm at Ruben Ingber on Twitter. R e u b e n i n g b e r. I love Twitter. You can at me, and I will reply. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, I'm at Ruben Ingber basically everywhere else: Twitter, Instagram, uh, GitHub, whatever. I'm RubenIngber.com. You can find the show that I host called How to Hold a Pencil at HowToHoldAPencil.com. Um. Yeah, and that's really, and you could, uh, there was one other place you could find me. <laughs> oh, the show's Twitter is at hold a pencil. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's kind of, that's kind of where I am on the internet. Uh, I'm going to be updating my website again, my personal website again, uh, in the near future. Cause I want to write a little bit more. So I'm going to create a blog and all that jazz. Um, there. Very cool. And yeah, if you missed what Ruben was saying, there quickly you can if you're on 2x or something you can uh yeah sorry if i was talking no no that's fine you can uh find all the links uh, like we mentioned before goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 82 uh my thanks to jort calendar for supporting good stuff and show me your mic if you'd like to support show me your mic and my podcasting efforts a little more directly you can do so on my patreon patreon.com slash i chris my thanks to uh I don't have it in front of me. I was going to have it in front of me. I misspelled his last name for supporting me <laughs> recently on Patreon. Colin. And uh, yeah, thanks to Colin for supporting me on Patreon. And uh, that's like we were talking about sponsorship stuff earlier. Patreon is a great way to just directly support uh, podcasters, especially or if they're on Patreon, obviously, um, directly if you want to and save them a bit of the hassle of maybe organizing and finding (laughs) sponsors and stuff like that or just supplementing that with uh, direct support so uh, check that out let me know if you have any questions I'm iChris on Twitter and show me your mic is SMYM underscore FM on Twitter Chris at goodstuff.fm is where you can reach me if you have a question comment concern suggestion all that kind of stuff and I think that's it for this episode thanks for listening have a great day bye